you want to laser focus your efforts instead of just going after everybody and anybody. Have you ever wondered what the top insurance agents are doing to grow their book of business exponentially each and every month? I've personally grown my own agency to multiple locations and dozens of agents over the past 20 years, learning from the industry's leading experts and applying what they've taught me to my own agency. And now I've invited these same experts to share their industry leading secrets with you. My name is Jim Schubert and welcome to Agents Growth Academy. Email marketing continues to prove itself as a viable way to grow your business. And on average, for every dollar spent, $36 of return on investment is what you can expect. So how can insurance agents take advantage of this? Well, I'm going to give you some tips and tricks to improve your odds right now. Welcome to Agents Growth Academy, folks. I'm Jim Schubert, your headmaster. Hope you're ready to grow big or go home. I've got a great episode today that I think you're going to like around email marketing, five tricks for better email marketing. But first, and I'm going to talk about this in just a second, uh, I want to direct your attention to something that I would love for you to grab for free, uh, a way to get value out of this show, and that's going to agentsgrowthacademy.com forward slash value, where you can grab a free cheat sheet of a whole host of ways that people much smarter than myself in our industry are adding value to prospective clients before they even ask for anything in return. So I want to offer that to you again at agentsgrowthacademy.com forward slash value. So let's get to it. Five tricks for better email marketing. Number one, give, give, give. I know I talk about that a lot on this show, but it's true. You have to add value to the audience that you're targeting in your emails. Um, one of the ways to do this is to give them a quick win right away. And the most frequent way that people do that is to have what's called a lead magnet or a downloadable cheat sheet or maybe a video walkthrough, something that's going to add value for them. Uh, you heard me do it at the top of this show. Um, let's use, for example, security guards. Maybe you have uh, niched down and found a lot of issues that security guards have as a whole, not just with insurance. Maybe it's their marketing. Maybe it's uh, compliance or licensing or anything that you have knowledge about that maybe the average insurance agent wouldn't who's not targeting that niche. Find something that you can put into a downloadable cheat sheet that's going to give them resources and add value or maybe some kind of short video walkthrough series, whether it's one video or two or three that walks them through solving some common problems that you see for that particular niche. So that's number one, give, give, give. Number two, I already said it, niche down. Okay. I think the 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 mistake that a lot of people make when they get into email marketing is the spray and pray method you're just going after everybody and hoping that something sticks for those out there who have heard um, a lot of our other guests talk about niching down you know that this is crucial 
in terms of being able to get return on investment for your dollar. Um, it builds credibility quickly for you because you're being, you're going after a specific market and you're seen as an expert because you have inside knowledge about the problems that that particular industry faces. Uh, so you want to laser focus your efforts instead of just going after everybody and anybody. Um, as I said, create a lead magnet, but create one for each niche. So maybe you're going after security guards, but maybe you're also going after churches. Okay. Create different lead magnets for each industry uh, so that you can speak their language, talk directly to them and offer them things that are going to be of interest for them. Obviously, security guards have things that they're struggling with that are wildly different than what churches are struggling with. And I'm, I know I'm using commercial, but you can certainly apply this um, to homeowners or auto, whether you're targeting high value um, clients for personal lines or, or whatever it is, but find ways that you can niche down. Maybe you're going after um, you know, rural business versus, uh, uh, condo dwellers right in the city. So, uh, there's going to be different nuances with each, uh, different audience there. Number three, build out a sequence to keep them engaged. Now, if you haven't done email marketing, I'll explain this. If you have done, you kind of understand this a little bit, but I'm going to give you some, some secrets as to how, I've done this and how I've seen other people uh, do it with success before. Um, a sequence is essentially a series of emails that the person who signs up for the newsletter or the download or the video walkthrough, whatever it is, it's the series of emails that gets automatically sent that you create ahead of time and they get sent maybe over the course of a week, a couple weeks, a month, however long it is. And You've probably experienced this yourself. Anytime you've signed up for anything and you have to give your email in order to get it, you're going to get a sequence uh, of emails. The first one is called the welcome email. That's the one where you're going to give them the link for the download or the the lead magnet, whatever it is that they gave you their email for, uh, which by the way, if you're not aware Emails are very sacred and people do not part with them lightly, right? You don't, <laughs> I don't, you're very skeptical because we've all been spammed, right? So that's going back to number one, adding value, give, give, give. We have to make whatever it is that we're giving them truly valuable. So when you're creating these lead magnets, you've got to put some time and effort into them ahead of time to make them valuable. Um, the welcome email also helps to set expectations. I'm big on setting expectations. Uh, our COO, John Hall, always says, you can blow any client off for any reason as long as you let them know you're going to do it. It's kind of tongue in cheek, right? But as long as you're letting them know, hey, I'm not going to be able to get to this until tomorrow, they're much more likely to work with you than if you you know, just go radio silent and you didn't let them know that, hey, it's not going to be two hours from now, it's going to be 24 hours. So setting expectations in an email looks like this. Hey, um, you know, welcome to uh, Southern States. I'm uh, going to send you a few emails over the next few days or the next couple of weeks, whatever, 
to add value, to be able to give back to you, whatever it is, whatever your reasons are. And you might even say in there, hey, be on the lookout for the very next email. It's going to be five tips every security guard uh, should you know be considering when shopping for insurance or maybe you know five ways to market your security guard business you've never thought of whatever it is that you're trying to solve for them to add value um, also and I'll talk about this a little bit more in a second but ask about what they're struggling with I'll come back to that but in the welcome email it's a great uh, great place to ask what they're struggling with. The next email in the sequence is going to be something that's a quick win. Now, if you've already given them a lead magnet, think about what you could give them that they could implement very quickly and easily. Okay. So maybe again, going back to the example of maybe some marketing uh, tip or, or trick that other security guards, and I'll keep using that as an example, have have been able to figure out and you're giving them something that they can quickly and easily implement because psychologically, if they can get a quick win from you, they want to come back to you for more things. So they're going to be much more likely to open your emails. Um, so that's the quick win. The next email is something that's nurturing. So maybe here, you're teaching them about different coverages. It's not necessarily something they're going to implement, but you're just prepping them and and educating them about something in their industry that's specific. So maybe it's, you know, uh, cyber liability or uh, EPOI, something that they might not know about, but you're educating them, you're nurturing them. Uh, The next one is company culture. I would highly, highly recommend that you include an email or emails in your sequences that include uh, information or or examples about your company culture. So whether that's you in front of a camera talking about your company's core values, or maybe it's uh, a recap of the charity walk that you just did with your company with some pictures of you and your staff. Why is this important? It's important because people buy from people. And they want to see, the people who are reading these emails want to see that there's people on the other end who, when they decide that they want to work with you, are actually seeing the people who they may be working with, right? So you need to inject that company culture, that human element into these emails. I would also encourage you that with the language of your emails, you think about your audience and how they speak, right? So someone who owns a farm uh, is going to speak a lot differently than someone who runs um, a lawyer's office, right? So uh, you got to think about the language that that you're using. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second too. Um, The last one for a sequence, like kind of the, the big types of emails that you need to have in any sequence is a call to action. Now, obviously you want to be able to say, Hey, um, we'd like you to schedule an appointment with us or we like to, you know, provide a a quote comparison or whatever it is, review your policy, some kind of call to action. But notice this is now what the fifth email in the sequence. You didn't ask right away, right? I've talked about this before. Uh, Lots of great books on the subject. One I'm reading right now, or I actually just finished it. um, Save your asks by Chris tough. Thank you, Chris. Um, fantastic book. And obviously the big concept there is give, 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 and then give again before you even ask for anything in return, 
right? You don't want to go in for the ask so early that it kind of like, you know, makes them put their hand up and say, well, I, I don't want to be sold to, right? You have to add the value first. So don't put the call to action in there until maybe five emails in. Now you could include it. And I've done this in uh, some other businesses that I have where I, I use email marketing. You could put a PS uh, if you're, you know, interested in scheduling, uh, a, an appointment to talk about your insurance, feel free to click this link, but it's a PS, right? It's at the end of the email. It's not the, the purpose of the whole email. The call to action email should just contain the call to action, right? Um, that's another thing with email marketing. You want to make them because people often ask, how long should you make these emails? Make them as long as they need to be and no longer. Your clients deserve an easier way to pay their insurance premium. ePay Policy is the simplest solution for insurance agents to collect credit card and ACH payments, speed up reconciliation, bind policies faster, and provide an experience customers love with powerful tools that make insurance payments a breeze. With customizable payment pages, a company dashboard, and integration with your AMS or CRM, you'll be in payments heaven. Get paid faster. Visit ePayPolicy.com to learn more. And you think about people's time, uh, you know, their, their attention to detail or their their um, their ability to pay attention, right? You you should not make these epically long emails, but make them long enough to get the point across and then stop. The call to action email is going to be much shorter than many of your other emails, right? You're going to keep it to the point. Now, number four, ask them what they're struggling with. And you're saying, okay, that is really weird. Why would you do that? Well, here's why. I talked about this before in the welcome email as part of the first email in the sequence to ask them, what are they struggling with? I mentioned before also that I have other businesses uh, that I've done email marketing with, with great success. And by the way, a lot of what I've learned is from other people that have taught me, and I'm just sharing this with you. Um, my hero in the email marketing world is Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. Holy cow, this guy is the guru of all gurus when it comes to marketing. So big shout out to him. Go check out his podcast, his website, smartpassiveincome.com if you want to learn even more about uh, email marketing and, and all things selling online. Um, but I have a photography website because I'm passionate about uh, landscape photography. I've taught myself over the years and I have a website at schubertphotography.com uh, where I teach people how to become landscape photographers themselves. And I've kind of honed, dialed in on the email marketing and have got a pretty good flow of getting people on my email list. And one of the things that I do in the very first email, that welcome email is to say, um, it's very specific how you ask this. In those emails, I ask, what's your biggest obstacle to learning landscape photography, right? So in this case, it might be, what's your biggest obstacle to getting the right coverage for your security guard company? Or maybe it's not even about insurance. Just what's your biggest obstacle to growing your business? See, that's even more powerful because they don't want to talk about insurance, right? Not right away, probably. 
Uh, if you just gave them something of value that especially may, might not even have anything to do with insurance, don't go in for insurance right away, right? So maybe what's your biggest obstacle to growing your security guard business? You could ask other things that you know they're struggling with, but I encourage you to keep it at a 30,000 foot level to keep it open-ended for them to give you all kinds of different answers. Why? Because you'll start to build up a library of things that people in that niche are struggling with. And guess what you'll have that your competition doesn't have? A whole library of things that these people are struggling with that you can then, if you don't already know how other security guards, for example, are solving that problem for themselves, you can go out and find how they're solving that problem and then share that with your email audience, right? So you've got something that other people, other insurance agents don't have. Um, and that's a very powerful thing. It gives you an advantage over other agencies who are just guessing at what those struggles might be. And I talked about this a little bit before, but this concept of using the same language, uh, whatever answer they give you, make note of that. Maybe keep a spreadsheet of the way that people uh, answer that, the specific words and phrases that they use. And why is that important? For From a psychology perspective, it's very important because when you use the same words and phrases that they have used, then other people who are signing up for these emails and seeing you use those same words and phrases are saying internally, they're saying, whoa, you get me. Like subconsciously, they're going, that's like literally the way that I would have said it. You totally get me. And that's a very powerful thing. And that's something that, again, your competition is not going to have that. So make note of the way that people are answering um, the, 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 the question, what's your biggest obstacle to dot, 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 whatever that is. Number five, it's all about the subject lines. If people see your subject line and it does not seem inviting or spark curiosity or get them engaged enough to open it, it doesn't matter what your copy inside your email says. They will not be opening it, they will not be reading it, and they certainly won't be clicking on any links. According to MailChimp, which is based right here in Atlanta, uh, the open rate for the insurance industry, the open rate meaning the, the percentage of time that people open emails uh, from email marketing campaigns, for the insurance industry, the open rate on average is 21.36%. Uh, now, you may be saying, oh, wow, that is not very high. Well, email marketing in general uh, is a numbers game, right? So 21% is actually not bad. When you think about the click rate, you're going to be lucky to get 1%. The top uh, level of people who are really good at this are going to be getting 2 to 3%, right? But again, it's a numbers game, and this is what I say at the very beginning. For every dollar spent, you're getting $36 ROI. So uh, you'll be spending a little money to to get there, but um, it, it's worth it. And, and there's a whole we can do a whole other video on what you would actually spend your money, 
in in relation to email marketing. But uh, for now, let me tell you about the subject line, okay? The best way that I can describe this is um, thinking about your subject line as the front door to your house. Now think about Halloween for a second, right? Whether you have kids now and you're currently trick-or-treating with them throughout the, the, the year when you get to Halloween or you know, you're a kid once yourself and you went trick-or-treating. On Halloween, which houses do you go to to trick-or-treat? It's only the ones that have their front porch lights on. Maybe you can see some lights on inside. They've got uh, decorations outside and maybe a pumpkin on the front doorstep that's lit up versus the houses that have all their lights turned off because either they're not there, actually not there, or they don't want trick-or-treaters, so they turn off all their lights and they make it look uninviting, right? It's the same thing with your subject lines. Think about the Halloween effect. Are your subject lines inviting people in the front door? Does your front door look like it's open or cracked and ready for visitors? Uh, you know, are there lights on? Is it, you get the point. So really think about what would you open if you saw it? Uh, some tips I can give you is one great way to uh, invite people in is to ask a question or maybe um, tell them what they're going to get inside. So if your email actually gives three tips for marketing your security guard business, then tell them that in the subject line, three tips for marketing your security, right? Don't, don't make it all cutesy and, and fancy and try to like trick them. Tell them exactly what they're going to get in, uh, in there. Maybe you ask a question, uh, is this actually the best way to market your security guard business? It creates curiosity. What is the best way? What, what are they talking about? I'm curious. I'm going to open that, right? So let's recap. <laughs> Number one, five tricks for better email marketing. Number one, give, 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 add that value. Give them a quick win, downloadable cheat sheet, video walkthrough, whatever it is. Number two, niche down. You're going to build credibility. You're going to laser focus and you can create lead magnets that are specific to the niche. Number three, build out a sequence to keep them engaged. You get that welcome email, the quick win, the nurturing emails, company culture, and that call to action. Number four, ask them what they're struggling with. Remember the way to ask it is, what's your biggest obstacle to dot, 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 and then make note of what they're, uh, what words and phrases they're using so that you can sprinkle that in your subject lines and your copy. And then finally, number five, it's all about the subject lines. You got to have that Halloween effect where your subject lines are inviting and welcoming people in. Folks, if this was helpful to you, I would appreciate, number one, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please go rate us and give us an honest review. Let us know how you were transformed. What was life like before you listened to this episode? What's life like now? Have you put any of these things into practice? What did you learn? Um, let me know what else you'd like to learn too. I, I love learning what folks want to uh, walk away with that I can provide value to you. Um, also, please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, and if you're watching this on LinkedIn or Facebook or anywhere else, uh, engage with me. I love uh, responding to comments and engaging on this kind of stuff. So folks, until next time, grow big or go home. If you like this or any other episodes of Agents Growth Academy podcast, make sure you rate it. 
And if you want to take ownership over your own growth, come join us for free over at agentsgrowthacademy.com.